So hi, Well the Good Noise Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm Glory. And we're here with Corey. From From Prince Dad in the Hyena. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and we're gonna ask them some questions today about their upcoming self-titled album. Uh so congrats on that, by the way. How do you feel about the response to the announcement so far? I'm sorry, can you say that again? <laughs> My How are you feeling about the response to the album uh, announcement so far? Uh so far so good. I'm feeling great. Hell yeah. yeah. The album is very I'm good. Pretty- yeah, the album rocks. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know y'all listened to it. Wow, yeah. cool. We asked for a copy. Yeah, we did. <laughs> did I give it to you? No. No. Your just did. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, damn, I, I don't remember that. That's crazy. Okay, cool. <laughs> no. no I'm glad cool. you did, though. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad you heard it. Hell cool. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Uh, so is there any meaning behind the album being your self-titled and the cover art? Um, e- kind of. Okay. I guess, as for self-titled, I feel like we kind of just uh, felt like it was kind of like the the uh, the closest we've gotten to like um, getting to the bottom of like what is in the DNA of like a Prince Daddy song mm-hmm. to us, and like with all those songs on there. So I and also it's just kind of it's the first album, it's the first time. Uh, like Adam, our new bassist, or not new at this point, but like since right before uh, COVID, it's the first time they recorded on any songs with us. And I feel like since they joined the band, it's been kind of like a an unspoken kind of uh, acceptance of like this being like the like forever lineup of like, this is it. You know, like everyone, everyone, everyone's kind of in the zone for the first time. Like, there's no like head butting. There's no like you know tug of war or anything with any. It's just it's just kind of everyone's kind of very stoked to be doing what we're doing, and it feels good. And I feel like that was a crucial part of recording. As far as the uh, um, cover. Mm-hmm. I honestly just thought it kind of looked pretty badass. It was. It's, it's, I was going through like uh, a photo album of just like an old family photo album I found like in my parents' attic or something, and it was something my aunt took of my cousin like ten years ago on Halloween, and I was already probably like three or four songs deep into writing the record, and it just looked really scary to me, and the songs I was writing at the time felt really scary to me at the time as well. So it just kind of felt like a, a statement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about your writing process for this album? Uh, I mean, what do you want to know? <laughs> Whatever Everything. you want to tell us. <laughs> uh, um, I don't know. I guess it was it was kind of the same as the, the other record. Any other time I write songs, except uh, I guess more. Or I feel like last time I wrote a record, I was very um, uh, calculated. Like I, I was very worried about being right. If that makes sense, I was very worried about like. I don't even mean that like a. a shit talking myself away or anything but just like i i was very um strict on myself as far as like 
the editing process of like what makes it and what fits per se. And like, what, like, mm-hmm. I, I think like I took, I was writing a concept album for writing the sake of a concept album. And I think that has merit on its own. And I do like that, but I think I took a different approach here and I kind of accidentally wrote a concept album, I think. And it was kind of just like, uh, a little more organic and a little bit more stream of consciousness and not really worried about, uh, I would let myself be wrong without editing it out like wrong, obviously in very loose quotation marks, Mm -hmm. but like, I would let myself like be like wrong for the sake of like, uh, exploration, I guess, and not really worry about, not really worry too much about the editing process. Mm-hmm. I kind of just like li- whatever made it made it, and I didn't really. Uh, I try not to be as I try not to be like uh, no 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 aspect of like calculate like math equations like like on yeah. I was like looking for like different ways to change keys between songs, making sure like these characters have certain lines and certain whatever and stuff they have like making sure this feeling is getting across but this time i kind of just crossed my fingers and hoped if i wanted something to get across it came across and i'll i'll see on the other side i like that that's very, that's very good yeah so it was like less pressure on yourself you just kind of did what you wanted to do and if it happened it happened if it didn't it yeah. didn't yeah cringe method just like press send and then we'll we'll look back at it when it's too late to take it back <laughs> exactly there you go <laughs> well s- since you kind of wrote with that in mind are you already like having second thoughts on any songs on the, on the album or are you still like pretty confident with everything mm. i mean second thoughts as far as like my own opinion on them yeah, yeah. no not not like i i'm definitely more proud of this than i am of anything i've ever done and i think everyone in the band probably feels that way but also i feel like i'll probably ideally that's how releasing every record will go i'll be more proud of i feel like i probably i probably wouldn't write a release a record if i if it wasn't the thing i was most proud of at the time for sure but as far as being uh having second thoughts about like whether an audience will like it Hell yeah. I'm having, <laughs> I, I, not only am I having second thoughts, but also it's just like, I guess not second thoughts. Cause I didn't, when I was writing, I didn't really think about that at all. I tried to keep that away. I intentionally kept that away. But so I guess first thoughts I'm having first thoughts and <laughs> with that, and it's, I don't know, like we, if we drop a song, like when we drop a song, like uh curly Q, the first one we did, we, we released, there's a lot of people who aren't really down with Prince Daddy playing a song like that, but that's the music we like. That's the music we like to listen. To. I mean, we obviously like we have all the punk songs on there and stuff too. But we like we like the softer stuff too, man. Come on, mm-hmm. yeah. give us a break. Come on, <laughs> Curly Q <laughs> was such like an out of left field song for you guys too. Like even when you when, when I heard it the first time, I was like, "What in the fuck are they doing? Did they like write an acoustic <laughs> record? Like what the fuck?" <laughs> so like, what was the idea to put that out as like the lead single? Was it to like kind of shock the fans? Uh, not even shock them. I mean, first of all, I was really proud. Like I wrote that song and I just 
was really proud of it. Like I, I sh- that's the song I, I would like show off to like my dad, you know, I would mm-hmm. like show my yeah. dad that song when I had the demos and stuff. And that was just something I was really proud of. But also I kind of just was like, I guess there's a certain level of like unpredictability I want to maintain for someone who listens to our band, you know, mm-hmm. like for our band tour listener, because I think that's what I like in bands. But also I think like I, to me, I think at least it was my intention. I guess it's possible I failed, but it, it, since the, the beginning of the band, that was always kind of my intention to be somewhat of like, I want the expectations to be not to be like, to not have any, I guess. Like I, I got, and I would like in my head, that isn't out of left field for Prince Daddy because mm-hmm. I would like people to, I I would like to be the band where a, a fan of the band would expect the unexpected. So I would mm-hmm. like for something like that to be kind of like the norm. That makes yeah. sense. Not an acoustic song, yeah. but just no. a song that <laughs> I don't I hope people never expect our next record to sound like the one that happened before because mm-hmm. that's never mm-hmm. going to happen, I don't think. That makes yeah. sense. Okay. Sure. Right. So I want you to tell us your favorite lyric off this album and the meaning behind it. Oh goodness. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um damn, y'all were like, this needs to be over by three. And I feel like half this is gonna be me going, um, <laughs> uh, no worries. do you edit these? Yes. <laughs> I'm just <Yep>. kidding. <laughs> You don't have to edit that out. Um, hold on, I'm not, I'm not getting distracted. I swear. No shit. No okay. shame in looking up the I'm lyrics. Man. At, exactly. Yeah, I'm looking up the lyrics right now on Genius because I think they got leaked to Genius.com. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> how, 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 who who'd you send it to that would leak it on fucking Genius? I honestly don't. Or did know you how put it, it up there? <laughs> I, I did not. I I have to look it up on Genius to find it. Obviously, I didn't do that. <laughs> oh my god. Um, my favorite, but I feel like there's like so many different answers to this. It was like my favorite. There's like the one that like kind of encapsulates what I think the album is about. There's like, I don't know. I feel like my favorite is not the one I'm going to say. I'm not going to lie. I'm just going to be real with y'all because I like y'all. Okay. I'm not going to say my favorite because I don't want to start a conversation about what, what that one is about. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's yeah. fair. That's fair. <laughs> um, but uh, I really like Adore the Sun, I feel like has my favorite lyrics, probably at least the ones I'm most comfortable and willing to have conversation about right now. <laughs> Adore the Sun, but despise the heat. Uh, the Regardless of beauty, there's a god awful ugliness they call human consciousness. I am very happy with that one. And it, uh, it's kind of just about adoring the sun, but despising the heat. It's kind of just about like uh, admiring, like acknowledging what, acknowledging the beauty in living, but kind of not being able to appreciate it 
the that admiration as much as you should because of what comes along with that which is like the overbearing weight of you know the human condition and i was really happy with it or the sun but despise the heat as a metaphor for that and i feel like that's kind of what the album is about i guess yeah that's very a good. very good lyric yeah hey yeah. thank you of course i'm proud of that one <laughs> Uh, so how did the track list for the album come about? Did you write the opener be the opener, close to be a closer? Did you shuffle around, see what fits? What was that process like? Um, I feel like the uh, Door of the Sun I definitely wrote as an intro. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that's kind of the only one that like was written with its place in mind. Okay. I think otherwise it was just kind of... I had a bunch of songs that kind of were loosely about the same thing like talking about like mortality and aging and like some kind of like is fragility a word mm-hmm. yeah okay cool for the fragility of whatever like our bodies and our existence or whatever mm-hmm. and i kind of just honestly the way i did it was kind of intentionally not having a narrative because i kind of like want like i was saying like as opposed to like cosmic thrill seekers where there's like an actual literal beginning, middle and end. I thought once the songs were done and stuff and like kind of realizing it was like kind of conceptually uh, cohesive, I kind of wanted to like do what I could post songwriting Mm -hmm. to play into the concept that kind of wrote itself. And I feel like honoring that as a concept which is like i don't know fear of dying is like a, a scary ass like like fear of dying is a big topic like mm-hmm. you, trying to organize something like the thoughts on mortality is like seems kind of stupid so like, I, I kind of i kind of intentionally like made it feel like some kind of like mess or car accident where like there is never a point in it where you, there's any sort of like comfort or you, you never have time to get settled like it look it feels like whiplash like a car accident or something like where there's like soft song fast song acoustic song synth song mm-hmm. like uh pop song like uh minute long song nine minute long song mm-hmm. i just i wanted it to feel as like there's never really more than like three minutes where you can like sit down and and gain any sense of like there's nothing that's really familiar for the until the end of the record until you listen to it a second time yeah i respect yeah. that wow Dang. all right <laughs> actually glory before you go since baby blue made the album when when did the writing process start for the record because you put that out like as a demo during the pandemic yeah, yeah. uh i mean realistically i started writing songs that made it into this bunch uh when the fuck hold on let me look this up actually because i because i've been doing a, cu- a couple interviews a week since we dropped the single and question a question like that always gets asked and my answer is always i don't fucking know it started with it's i mean it's, i do though i just don't fucking know the like i can't remember what fucking year it was yeah <laughs> you're we got into a fucking car accident and that was kind of what like spawned that was like the catalyst for me 
like the van, the P daddy van got into a, an, a, an accident on the way home from oh. a, a Roswell kid tour. And that oh. kind of spawned these, the like accidental theme of this record. Yeah. Of yeah. Like being scared of dying and shit. And Oh fuck. When was this? Hold on. I got to look up. I'm looking at a tour flyer right now for my own band. <laughs> so, kid, Prince daddy. So that's what, why, on. um, the, the, the track list, you like wanted to feel like a car accident because that's kind of the experience that catalyzed the whole writing process. Right. Yeah. Okay. I kind of, yeah, I felt like it would be to treat these songs like I did with like cosmic thrill seekers songs and like try to like comfortably organize them in a little filing cabinets and stuff. I felt like would be like, would be doing a disservice to, is this service a word? It is right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Cool. And it means what I think it is. It means what I think it means, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, you're doing fine. <laughs> Using it right. Like a disservice to like the concept at hand right now. Like, cause I feel like there's just like trying to organize that and like make it sit comfortably in a neat little package seems like kind of silly and like a shitty way to present that. Cause it's, yeah. that, I, I don't know, like the smartest people in the fucking world can't even like comprehend what that is, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I'm fucking dumb as bricks. <laughs> don't sell yourself short. But, yeah, you know. I can't fucking find it, but it was like, I don't know, maybe like 20, 17, 2018, early 2018, probably we were on, we were on our way back from a tour and we were in a blizzard and we got into a car accident, took total the van. We all got a little fucked up. Our merch guy, Lewis got really fucked up. No one died, thankfully, but you know, the, the, the sense of urgency was definitely there. And it was just like, as it was my first time, like as an adult, like kind of like being slapped in the face with like, yeah, dude, like these, you got a fragile little body out here. Like you get, these things aren't forever. And I was like, damn, that kind of sucks. It's kind of scary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's an actual definitely. reality check. It's yes. Awful. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So, how do you recommend your fans to listen to this album for the first time? Should they play it in the car with friends, dark with headphones on? Should they blast at a party? What do you personally recommend? Um, I guess headphones, but I, I also would say that probably to any record, not even of my own, but just in general. Uh, I mean, there's definitely like a lot of little, definitely headphones with this one specifically, I guess, because there's definitely a lot of, uh, fun little this was like our first time really having time and the and the comfort of like everyone being like best friends including like the producer and the engineer and stuff where Mm -hmm. we really really just like we recorded it this is our first record we ever recorded like live like Mm -hmm. as a band like together in a room usually we track it all separately so that obviously is a quicker process because we don't have to record all the bass and then record all the drums and record mm-hmm. all the guitars. And record, we were just like, as far as like the band, the guitars, the bass, the drums, mm-hmm. that was all like, it's recorded in a room together. That's a take. And oh. so we had so much extra time in the studio and like 
we set up after we, we recorded live in uh, like the lot, the actual like bare bones guitar, bass, drums. When we play, when we recorded live was at an actual like studio studio called the Barbershop, which is fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. We got all that done like in a week, like the actual like band stuff. And then we all like the band plus our manager, our friend Lewis, our friend Dom and Scoops, who is producing it and probably other people there. It, it was like a party. We, we got like an Airbnb in the middle of, of like the mountains in like Western New York mm-hmm. and kind of made a makeshift studio there for two weeks. Mm-hmm. And that was like the bulk of like the creative, like there's like, I did all the vocals there. I did like since we like did like fun guitar, like overdub effects and stuff. We like actually got like, that was the creative part of the production for me at least. Mm-hmm. Whereas like before it was like more of the performance, like getting down a tight performance. When we got to the Airbnb, just we were just trapped up in the mountains, like just scoops brought his entire like studio setup his laptop i mean his computer his speakers and his whole outboard gear and we just just wake up and just try things and have and fuck around just kind of like i don't know play with sense all day and then get drunk and then play with sense again like it was like <laughs> yeah, it's a dream come true yeah hell yeah <laughs> yeah so it's like there's definitely and there's also like stuff like that we think of like like that we try like like a lot of like in curly q for example if you listen with headphones you can hear the literal like original demo is in the background playing the entire time under it oh pitched up a couple octaves yeah and that's, just, that's just there the entire time like stuff like that that you probably would only hear in headphones i think is kind of makes it uh special for me at least it, yeah yeah hell yeah yeah. A lot. Um, mm-hmm. So this question should be super, super quick off the top of your head. I want you to describe yep. this album for new listeners in three words, no more, no less. Um, scary, but true. That's very good. Go. Yeah. yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> cool. Uh, so in the same, I guess, range, uh, is there a certain feeling or emotion you want this album to invoke in your listeners? Uncertainty yeah i feel like i want i feel like this is the first time when i wrote a record where the primary focus is is the question instead of like the answer if that makes any sense yeah like i I feel like there's no there's no part of this that like reaches any kind of conclusion or any there's no real mission statement or anything i'm trying to say like it's just like really focusing on asking instead of like answering whereas before i feel like i very much like was trying to like get to the bottom of something or like figure out an answer or something i don't Mm -hmm. think that was not only did i not get one but i don't even think that ever crossed my mind to like even attempt to when writing these songs or anything it was still therapeutic like like all my like writing songs is for me but Mm -hmm. i don't think there is ever like I need this to fix me and I need to find out what anything means. Cause that's just silly. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, so what is your favorite memory that you made while creating this album? Hmm. 
Uh, I don't know. I guess the entire like the recording process for this record was kind of like legitimately a dream on because like we did like the, the real studio thing stayed there like had like access to a bunch of like expensive ass mics and shit mm-hmm. yeah barbershop is cool barbershop is so fucking cool mm-hmm. all my friends were there like other friends who weren't staying there would like come visit and like do little day trips and come and then when that week was over and we had like the bare bones of all the songs going to I feel like the real the real highlight for me was going to the Airbnb. It kind of just uh so we had and I I guess actually there is one night that sticks out as my favorite memory. There's just good vibe and there's nothing even magnificent about it. The vibes were just good. Our uh we had we hired a engineer for the first half of recording in in at the barbershop. And but we weren't going to have him work at with us at Kadoja because it was just like it's more the creative side of things less of the like technical stuff mm-hmm. and I feel like it just wouldn't have been worth having an engineer no one did not me but we didn't feel it mm-hmm. and uh he we met him for the first time it was Scoops's friend but P Daddy met him for the first time first day at barbershop and we just became really really tight like immediately all of us became like best friends with him he was mad funny we all were making all becoming really close and he came up to the airbnb the second half of recording for one night just him and his partner came just like to hang out and see how everything was going with the record and i remember that night being specifically good vibes because we just didn't do we didn't record any music we all just like literally just got drunk and listened to music and like straight up like danced like daniel our drummer was like literally like <laughs> flipping knives and shit just like like da- like he had fucking knives in both hands, just flipping them, doing dance moves, throwing knives and shit. I was like, "Damn, this, oh. this is great! Yeah. This is great!" Wow. <laughs> I'm feeling this right oh, now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Daniel's throwing knives. <laughs> you this know, it's crazy. a party. Exactly. <laughs> this is happening right now. <laughs> Love that. Hell yeah. Perfect. So, for this question, I want you to picture you're on tour. You're at a gas station for a rest stop. You're going in. What is your snack of choice? I like these. I have this, this answer is so easy for me. I don't know if you know, but these, this Snyder's mm-hmm. pretzel, like Snyder's of Hanover or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Company, they have these little pretzel nuggets that yes. are mustard flavored. Oh, honey mustard. They're honey mustard. Like they have a honey mustard little coating on them. It's yeah. What It's Snyder's, right? That's what it's called. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Honey mustard things. In the van, we call them schnitzers. I think it's, so I think it's like a mix of Snyder's, Snyder's and honey mustard somehow. Somehow, yeah. <laughs> yeah, getting the, getting the bag of schnitzers. Yeah, I like schnitzers a lot. Perfect. That's great. That's great. That's um, great. So on the topic of food, if the band was a dish, what dish would the band be and why? I feel like I have the dish, but I don't have the why. I feel like the dish in my head, first thing that comes to mind is Easy Mac. Mm-hmm. Okay. But is that just because you guys eat that a lot on tour? 
honestly i i have never <laughs> yeah <laughs> i I've never, I'm, <laughs> i just feel like that is uh easy mac and the and the why will remain a mystery <laughs> all right okay it kind of makes myself, sense myself as, as well it's a mystery yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's mystery to everyone <laughs> yeah uh, so for the last couple questions we're going to shift away from music if that's okay with you uh-huh perfect so if you could switch lives with any celebrity who would it be and what would you do we're testing these new questions out on you yeah <laughs> i like that um i would be billy joe armstrong mm-hmm. and i would take Prince Day and the Hyena on tour. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> that makes sense. That was, would it be a co-headliner or would you guys open or would Green Day be opening uh, for Green you? Green Day would open. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. good. That That's makes good. sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so if you could have lunch with any celebrity or artist, dead or alive, who would it be and why? Uh, Billy Joe Armstrong. So I could <laughs> take Pete, Prince Day and the Hyena on tour. <laughs> Do you, right. do you do you like Green Day at all, or is this just like you just want Green Day to take uh, on tour? I fucking love Green Day. Okay. Okay. Good. <laughs> yeah, they're my they're they're literally the reason I'm I'm here right now. <laughs> love that. All right. Good. Good. Green Day. Green Day is good. Yes. All right. Uh, so for this last question, I want you to picture the bands in a horror movie. Who would be the first one to die, and who would make it to the end? I would be the first person to die. <gasps> Why? And how? Uh, I mean. Well, the how greatly depends on what movie we're in here. <laughs> I'm trying to, uh, which one's the one with the the guy who basically like teleports? You can't kill him. Um, like Myers, Jake. My, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. How would I die? I would die from. I was running away from Jason or Michael Myers, and then I, I tripped on a rug, and and I broke my neck. Wait, so the guy wouldn't even kill you? You just... Act- I mean, he was really trying, cool? but I kill- I died accidentally before he got to me. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. And the person who makes it out easily is fucking Daniel, without question. He's. I mean, he's the only person. He's like... He's the, he's the protagonist in that movie. Okay. That yeah, like, he's like the equivalent of the final girl. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, I love that. I love that. So uh, as Gloria said, that's all the questions we have today. Is there anything that you would like to plug? Um, we have a new record that's out right now, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, it'll be out. out right now. Mm-hmm. It's out. Congratulations! To it. Yeah, congrats. Yeah, thank you. And we are currently on tour, and I'm not at my parents' house right now because we're on tour. It's a yeah. green screen. Yep. Yeah, it is. I have my parents' house set up back here, so it looks more authentic. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hey, mom. Hey, dad. <laughs> All right. Uh, Well, thank you for sounding. This has been Corey from Prince Daddy and the Hina, and we have been the Good Noise Podcast.